episode 14. We are back. It's another week. It's crazy. And, another day, uh, another dollar, or another <laughs> like, you know, eight cents. <laughs> Just kidding. We have not even monetized this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we ever will. Unless like I, some like offers us a shit ton or something like that but yeah no if there's any like podcast companies out there that want to like sign us onto their network for a boatload of money we are ready and willing but like until then i just i just don't see the benefit honestly um i like our fake ads much better than real ads so i think we'll probably stick with that (laughs) yeah i have fun with them if i actually had to like mean it i feel like it would be very difficult for me I know. I think I'd be very upset if I had to talk about like, you know, um, yet another like meal prep service or oh, like yeah. a, an electric toothbrush. Like, gosh, they're all the same. Like all podcast ads are like in the same like four or five categories. Like they're always for like a mattress, a toothbrush, a meal delivery kit or like Squarespace. Like, I don't even care. I'll, I'll yeah. just like, I'll just call them out directly because they advertise on like 50 podcasts. <laughs> I'm <Squarespace>. <laughs> no, it's true. Like they're all just exactly the same. Like I want podcasts to like mix it up a little bit and just start trying to sell us like random shit. Like because it, it's just so boring at this point. I mean, some of them are a little bit different. Yeah. Like if you listen to ones in different genres, they get a little bit wilder. So like Call Her Daddy like mm-hmm. has like Adam and Eve or whatever, like, and they do like sex toys. So like any of like the raunchier podcasts kind of go that direction. But I mean, it's still kind of expected. So, I mean, I want them to just sell me really random stuff. My favorite are the true crime ones where like they just tell you about like how this family got like horribly murdered and like how you're not safe at home and then all of a sudden they're just like and let me advertise for this security system that you could put in your home stop it i know it's like too real like they get too into it they're like hey like we love listening to true crime but you don't want to actually be involved in a crime like by this system and you're just like what the fuck oh i know they know their audience too well it's kind of upsetting i'm like i feel very targeted right now yeah that one's scary that's a scary one especially when when i'm like my anxiety is going crazy and i'm just like okay i'll buy the security (laughs) system i really need to feel safe again you're sitting at home alone listening to yet another true crime podcast and you're like oh god you're so right i am gonna get murdered tonight (laughs) even though like both of us live in apartments where like if we were to be murdered pretty sure our neighbors would hear at some level (laughs) i'm pretty sure my super cool neighbor chris would just come like knocking on my door be like hey sarah like you okay in there (laughs) yeah i'm not too worried is the thing also thomas would not allow it quite honestly so i'm really not worried (laughs) yeah thomas would like bite a dude in a ball in the balls honestly thomas will do that to any dude just like on a normal day so i mean like i don't even want to know what he'd do if someone actually tried to attack me like (laughs) yeah he he'll fight them for sure so i'm not too worried i mean he does have like a rather small mouth but i think he'd he'd do enough damage to at least like scare them off (laughs) small but mighty (laughs) yeah i mean he's not exactly like a rottweiler but he's he he does his best Meanwhile, Meanwhile, Jazz would would be like, oh, do you feed me now? Like, 
Jazz would literally just be like, hello, friend. <laughs> Did you bring snacks? <laughs> yeah, Jazz is like, it's so funny because she looks like she would be big and threatening, but like she's not at all. And it's hilarious. Oh, no. no. She'd just want to know if like you're going to feed her now, now that I'm dead. Like that's the her concern. <laughs> Are you my father now? <laughs> Basically. Uh Meanwhile, back when Buster was alive, he would have been like, yeah, please murder her. Get her out of here. She's bugging me. <laughs> It'd be like, can you allow me to experience the sweet embrace of death too? It is my time. <laughs> He'd be lining up. He'd be like, oh, me next. <laughs> oh my gosh. If he even bothered to wake up for the whole ordeal, which that's, that's iffy. <laughs> yeah, Buster was like the most emo dog ever. I oh loved him. Oh my God. I know. God, I miss my little buddy. He was just like, he's just like goth like the most goth and i loved it <laughs> anyway um but yeah so we're not going to advertise to you guys basically is like what we're saying like unless this podcast suddenly just absolutely blows up and it would be dumb to not monetize it um but for yeah for yeah. now we're good <laughs> i feel like we're taking like the bob dylan approach where like early on we're like the cool like cats on the block or whatever like that but yeah as soon as someone us offers cool us cats on the block <laughs> that's that's i'm using a like a direct bob dylan quote here like oh, he, he, he put that somewhere in his songs but yeah then like once someone offered him a million dollars to do a christmas album he's like fuck it i don't care so like, yeah. i feel like that's us that is us really um it's true right now we are cool cats in fact um not to be confused with uh with fucking carol baskin <laughs> She got off of uh, Dancing with the Stars. So. She already got voted off. She was like second week, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not surprising. She is truly insane. Um, but yeah, all those cool cats and kittens. Anyway. <laughs> You're up first this week, by the way. Unless, if, Am I? Unless you had some like more updates or chatter that you wanted to add no like as usual there's no business on this podcast so i can probably just eliminate that entirely at this point um the only thing i will say is the contest is still going so submit your um craigslist style reviews um apple podcast would be preferable because i don't know how to look at reviews anywhere else i'm going to be honest maybe they exist maybe they don't um but i use apple Podcasts, so put it in there because that's where I'll see it. <laughs> I think our rating went up. I think actually people rated it, but I don't know. I don't think anyone reviewed it. You've got to rate so, yeah. and review, um, which I think is what maybe like the, the YouTube youths say. I don't know what they say. Like and subscribe, rate and review. I don't know. Do all of that for us. Just do it all. Um, but yeah, put them in there. We'll pick a winner. Uh, I've decided that the prize is going to be a mini stuffed blobfish um, at the request of Kim, wife of Matt, who was on the pod recently. Um, so she suggested it. She Well, actually, she didn't suggest it. She said, I'm only participating if the prize is a stuffed blobfish. And I was like, okay, like that's fair. So that'll be the prize. Um, I will personally pay for it and like Amazon Prime it to your house for the winner, whoever that is. So if that doesn't entice you, I don't know what will, honestly. So what you're saying is now we're just basically losing money on this podcast, basically. Yes, we've established on this episode that we refuse to make any money off of this podcast, and I am actually going to spend money on this podcast. So we're going negative at this point, guys. Um, 
what a time to be alive. <laughs> I'm truly going the hipster route. I love it. <laughs> Fight the corporation, um, rage against the machine, all that. <laughs> Fuck you, I won't clean up my bedroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And on that note, I guess we'll just dive into our stories. Um, So you said I'm first this week. This one I love because it's a horrible example of of what not to do. So for um, this one is on Craigslist and of course, and it's in San Diego and it goes um, noticed each other. I was leaving as you were arriving. I held the door for you. We both turned around. Our eyes met from one guy Ooh. to another guy, dot, dot, dot. Okay, then. So there's no location is the biggest thing for no. me. There's no location. There's no identifying features about either of them. There's no time. There's no date. There is absolutely nothing. So Wait. what... Can- how why <laughs> can i do mine really fast because we can we can tie these together really well do you yeah mind if absolutely. i just do mine real fast yeah okay. yeah no go for it all right here's mine it's very quick so the title is mrs bots the location is there where we were so you know it's gonna be very specific very clear yeah i know exactly what they mean here it is i think about you often you know who you are the girl with the eyes get in touch <laughs> and let's chat and that's it yes the girl with the eyes as opposed to the girl who has right. no eyeballs <laughs> so like half so like all women minus like a very select few yeah okay you're being ex- exclusionary to those women who are lacking eyeballs please don't be rude are they like- are they it's like not the all women. In, are they like the creature in Pam's <laughs> labyrinth? Like, they have like they eyes like, on their hands. I know. Is that... that is what I was picturing when you said that. <laughs> Stop it. Also, have you seen Unrelated? Have you seen the memes that like Mitch McConnell is that character? Have you seen yeah, those I memes? Yeah, that is actually very funny. <laughs> They're so good. It's so perfect. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the girl with the eyes. And this is one guy to another guy and their eyes met he held the door for him and their eyes met and they both turned around yeah okay eyes are not like that discernible like people have eyes it's not at this point what is what is the purpose of even posting this i don't know like what did what i want to know is what they get out of posting this because they know that's not going to work so why even put the effort into posting it is it just like part of like an internal fantasy they're having like i don't understand yeah i guess i guess it's almost like a like setup for sex or maybe just like meet up or something like that like you post this like fairly vagueish craigslist ad and someone's like hey I have the eyes and you're like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Like some dude, like some dude's going to reach out to this and be like, oh yeah, I made eye contact with a guy I walked through the door with or whatever. Like, and that's just, he'll take what he could get. I mean, maybe, I don't know, but all of the ones that are like very clearly, like kind of like the open casting call style are a little more honest about it. They're like, hey, like looking for a guy, you know, hit me up, whatever. So this one just seems like 
a little convoluted for that. Like you could be more direct yeah. if that's what you're going for. But yeah, I don't know. I love yours though. The one with the eyes. <laughs> I f- we didn't like coordinate it. I just felt they really tied Perfect. together. So I was like, here, let's oh, just do okay. this. Cause like we can tie both into like one conversation. No, that's so. fantastic. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> Just try to be efficient. <laughs> oh, perfect. Should I just go right into my next one then since you did yeah. one? Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> pretty fast and hard, but whatever. <laughs> hard and fast, just the way I like it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What's up with our, our generic sayings this episode? Like, why is it we're just full of like really like shitty generic phrases? I feel like I this is like know. the greeting card episode where we're just like, Peace and love and blessings and yay. Thoughts and prayers, but thoughts Thoughts spelled (laughs) (laughs) T-H-O-T. Gotta send those thoughts and prayers, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. So my next one is also extremely brief, but I just thought it was very funny. Um, The title is Golf Anyone, and it's in Escondido, which is like a suburb of San Diego. Uh, And it goes, just looking for a golfing partner, male or female, Please, just golf. <laughs> so they like really a, want some golf. They're like very clear. They literally just want someone to play golf with. I love that it's like, please, just golf. Like, do not send me a dick pic. Like, just golf. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> poor, like, lonely person that's like, I really want a golfing buddy. So Craigslist, here we go. Oh, like, I mean, I feel like there's Aww. other places you could look for a golfing buddy. But at the same time, I find it very wholesome that they're like, I just want to play some golf. <laughs> I'm just like curious if there's like an app that's like golfing buddies are us that you can like. Is do there that. like a like... Tinder style swiping app, but like just for golf buddies? Like there should be if there's not. So I know Bumble has a friend version. Maybe you could like get you on can... there and just put like you just want to play golf. You could do that. Let or us like... know in the let us know like on Instagram or email if you have done that. Like, I, I doubt anyone has, but please let us know. <laughs> or, yeah, or, like, how have you found golf buddies? If you're out there listening and you play golf, like, how have you found golf buddies outside of, you know, like, I don't know, like, work or, like, your own personal friend group? Like, how else do you find people to just, like, golf with? I don't know. Is golf the kind of thing where it's, like, shooting hoops where you can just, like, show up at a golf course and just, like, join in with someone? I don't, I, like, could you do that? Is that an option? I don't I know. you could. <laughs> Or you could just like join a tournament or something like that. I feel like, like that doesn't seem that like that hard. They've got to have like, I don't know, like amateur tournaments or something, right? Like I feel yeah. like it's out there. Yeah, my boss, my old boss did one. He got like last place and we made fun of him. So I know you can do it. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Love that you're just like roasting your boss. <laughs> oh, anytime I have the opportunity to. Like he would brag about like how great of a golfer he is. And then like one of our coworkers is like, oh, you can go online and see where he like is placing. And so we did it and he was terrible. So fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, tell us about your, uh, your, your golf tales, listeners. Let us know. I'm curious. I don't play golf myself, but um, Andrew does. He's actually going to go play golf in a little bit with some friends this afternoon, but they're like, you know, um, school friends or whatever from his graduate program. So that's how he found us. But yeah, it is nice. He has like built-in friends. It's great. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what's your next one? So my next two are actually um, how the song Wet Ass Pussy um, ruined Mm. some lives. So I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yes. (laughs) 
the other night, my wife and I were getting ready for bed and being kind of flirty. We had to use the, I had to use the restroom. So I uh, stayed downstairs while she got up for bed. While I was sitting on the toilet, I got a text, bring a bucket and a mop. I thought, crap, one of my kids has thrown up. So I finished the toilet biz and went down to the basement to check out cleaning supplies. I found a bucket, but I couldn't find a mop. I found one of those squeezy sponge things, but the sponge was missing. Figuring the vomit was probably con congealing by that point. I just grabbed the bucket and a bunch of paper towels and ran upstairs. I got to the upstairs bathroom and found no mess. I carried the cleaning supplies down to my kid's room, but found no vomit. I went to our bedroom and found my wife laying on the bed. She asked what had taken me so long. And I said, I couldn't, fi I couldn't find a mop, but where was the mess? She started rolling around the bed laughing. Suddenly I realized bring a buff bucket and a mop was a line from wet ass pussy. And my wife had been in the mood and I had spent 15 minutes looking for a mop in the basement. She was laughing so much that the mood was basically dead. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> It's so wholesome and so literal. <laughs> it is. And also, like, I'm like, yeah, you had kids. Like, that's pretty reasonable that you could imagine that, like, yeah, the kids had thrown up or something like that. So I was like, yeah. I can get it on his end. So, yeah. If you have kids, like, I'm sure you're always prepared for some kind of, like, bodily disaster, honestly. Like, so <laughs> that's amazing. He's just like, ah, oh, damn, not again. <laughs> then he's like, oh, I missed out on sex because I took too long finding a mop. Damn. Oh, my and a mop <laughs> beautiful <laughs> uh, it was wonderful oh my god all right well my last one is titled tool cleaning in san bernardino <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat you know this is gonna be good <laughs> okay so it goes i will donate my time to help you with your tool that needs cleaning i enjoy oh. my work dot 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 Small tools are my favorite, but every job is a challenge to me, dot, dot, dot. That's it. <laughs> so he just like, doesn't want a big dick up in there, basically. He's... Someone is looking for a, a smaller, um, smaller penis, yep. And they enjoy their work. They'll donate their time for free. <laughs> every job is a challenge. <laughs> Uh, that's great. I love it. It's just beautiful. Tool cleaning. Yeah, I love the I love the gay dudes and their like links to like say yo let's like hook up without like actually saying it. I'm, I'm I know, and I love that he's offering his services free of charge. Like this is purely like a fun hookup. It's not like he's looking for uh to make a little money. <laughs> he's like, no, really, he's... I enjoy my work. <laughs> He's truly a fan of the D, like it's his joy in life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. I love it. <laughs> nice. <sighs> okay. So this one, they accidentally added WAP to a children's playlist. So Beautiful. here we go. <laughs> I'm a key holder at a children's toy store. We have two CDs that we're allowed to play that have songs deemed suitable for the store. One of the CDs is your typical kids sing-alongs, Wheels on the Bus, Old MacDonald, all that jazz. The other is the weird folk CD that has the worst rendition of Oh Canada I have ever heard in my life. So naturally I made a playlist on Spotify with some fam family friendly tunes that I could put on when my manager wasn't there that didn't break my brain. Um, this morning before my shift, I wanted to update the work playlist 
as that was getting a little stale. So I did the quick add options that allow you to go through your liked songs and just click them to add them to a selected playlist. Awesome. Great, gonna have some fresh tunes to get me through the closing shift. I'm at work about two hours and then my coworker tells me that um, her uh, cash register needs a drop. Too much money on the till and we have to open it and count it out. While I do this, the back room where my phone is connected to the store speaker is locked to prevent anyone going in and waiting for the uh, waiting for me back there when I bring the cash to the safe. So I'm counting the insane amount of $5 bills when all of a sudden the speakers start blaring. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. <laughs> and my blood runs cold. Oh, my ever-loving fuck. I added WAP to a children's store playlist. I look up and see looks of horror on the faces of women and innocent children. I panic and go shut the till so I could run and turn the music off. But remember my manager telling me that if I shut the till without taking out the correct amount of money, I would be in a world of trouble. In her words, exactly, everything comes second to the handling of cash. And I wasn't about to call my manager and tell her that I had to come on, uh, come second to Cardi B talking about wet ass pussy. So I started yelling at my coworkers to grab the keys from around my neck and open the back room door. She grabs the keys and sprints to the back room door, but yells back that she doesn't know what key it is. I describe it to her and she tries, but it says it's not working. I'm furiously counting the money, but the panic making it hard to keep track of how much I'm actually taking. Finally, my coworker gets into the back room and turns the music off, but not before Megan the Stallion has the pleasure of informing us all that if he eats ass, he's a bottom feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly finish counting the cash and make sure of the amount before I do what I can to be called the walk of shame to the back room, avoiding eye contact with all the angry mothers in the store. I get oh back God. there and see that I did, in fact, add a WAP to the store playlist. I give myself a moment to breathe before putting on my best customer service voice and speaking over the intercom. Good evening, customers. On behalf of the store, I would like to apologize for the technical difficulties. We hope to make it up to you by offering free gift wrapping on unlimited items. Thank you and have a fantastical night. Gift wrapping is already free, by the way, so... Uh, yeah, he says he now welcomes O Canada with o welcome arms after the whole WAP incident. But I just love that so much. That's so good. Oh my gosh! And having worked in retail, like I relate to that really deeply because the yeah. the one or two like approved soundtracks for the store are always awful. And like if you work there, you hear them just like on a loop, like for eight hours straight per day. So I can imagine how horrible that is, and wanting to mix it up and yeah that's just amazing i love it i've definitely put on like my own music in stores if like it was slow or whatever <laughs> did you ever work at a restaurant where they had like the same playlist over and over oh yeah restaurants and then like retail stores like they always have like the same like approved playlist or whatever yeah because i worked at like abuelos and they had like the same rotating like two hours of like kind of like late 90s like latina pop and it was like the same stuff. So at a certain point, I was just like, all right, I've heard this Ricky Martin song like 200 times. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> did you awesome. ever hear, speaking of like ruining children, um, did you ever hear about the movie theater that instead of playing Detective Pikachu played The Curse of La La Rona? <gasps> no, but I love it. <laughs> So like it was funny because like someone I know or 
someone I see on YouTube like was at that showing and he was like I knew what was coming because during the previews it was like the Joker movie and this horror movie and that horror movie he's like oh like they put the wrong movie on and so like the first 10 minutes of the actual movie is about like someone drowning a child and they, he said like all these children started crying and like parents were like taking them out and yes. I was like oh my god yeah that's beautiful by the way is Curse of La Llorona worth watching have you seen I it? I have not seen it actually it's no. on HBO Max right now and it's one of the ones that I've had on my list I was wondering if it's like worth the watch but I think I'm gonna watch it tonight probably because spooky season is upon us yeah well you liked the nun and I hated that movie so I don't know maybe you'd be into it here's the thing I like anything in the conjuring universe and I am not picky um and technically did you know that the curse of la Llorona is in the conjuring universe I saw that, but I just felt like it was like a weak connection. It's a very weak connection. No, it's a weak connection, but I don't care is the thing. Like, I love the Conjuring universe. I will watch every movie. Um, so that's why I like The Nun. I just like that they all tie together, but it's like not like beating beating you over the head with it. Like some things are where they try to keep like expanding on the movies and stuff. I really like the format of the Conjuring franchise because basically the Warrens have like their like you know, scary room of like stuff that they've collected from all these different like paranormal cases. And basically you can just branch off of that for like infinite movies. Like you can just come up with like something else that was in that room and like pull a whole movie out of it basically. So I like that they're all connected, but not in a way that's like annoying. Um, So yeah, I just love them. I'll watch all of them. (laughs) But anyway, um, so that's all of our stories. Wow. I feel like we blew through those this time. Yeah, we really did. We were very efficient that go around. <laughs> All right. Well, we will take a little break and then we'll be right back. See ya. Hey guys. Thanksgiving is right around the corner and it is time to get prepared for all the drunk relatives coming over to your place. To help your family know where to go, Gather Incorporated is helping to provide you with large cursive signs that give extremely basic information. Help your guests live, laugh, and love in your bathroom with a giant pee here sign. Actual true story, Joe actually bought me a this is the kitchen sign in case anyone forgot what room had the refrigerator. Use offer code NOTSOCASUAL and you'll get a 12-foot basic sign right for your front yard. Gather Incorporated, why let there be any subtlety in this world? And we are back. Yay, we didn't go anywhere. We were actually pretty quick on that one too. Like we didn't grab any water or pee or anything. So we're yeah, very efficient I, this episode. I know, we're just blowing through it. I didn't have a blobfish arrive today, sadly. So um, I didn't have that to do. Um, but yeah, I think now you're going to share some fun stories with us from our uh, personal updates slash life stories corner. <laughs> I know, I, I, we thought about doing a personal story for me that was more like sex related or something but I don't know I'm keeping some of them for like down the road to like space it out so we're not just like blowing out all our good stories all at once so this week I was at work and um I have very interesting like just like urinal stories 
Like, I guess, cause I'm very finicky about urinal etiquette in general. Like, I think as, I've as talked you to Sarah. Be. As you should I be. I feel like you should be in general. <laughs> I feel like guys all should be. And to like a certain understanding, like there is a like agreement on guys. Like, I feel like almost even more so than girls on restroom etiquette. Like, and like with some guys, like when it would come to like, I don't know, annoying a girl at a bar, they're just like, oh, I don't know any better. I'm like, yo, like all these dudes, like if guys are in the bathroom, like they know the rules. Like if there's three urinals, you do not go to that middle one, like at any cost, like, come on. Like, I feel like guys have this understanding down. So at work, let me give you the layout. There's two urinals. It's very awkward. Two is an odd number. You should go with either one or three. Like two mm -hmm. is just terrible. Like who mm -hmm. the fuck did that? Um, anyway, so beyond that, I was in there and I was on the far side. So if someone does come in, it's like a little bit less awkward for whatever reason. So like this guy uses like the handicap button to open the bathroom door. So there's a very loud like beep as like the door like slowly opens. <laughs> okay, right off the bat, I'm already upset. <laughs> right. Uh, and there are some like older people like in the office. So Is this person like, legitimately like, handicapped or? No, he's not. He's like maybe a couple years older than me. Okay, like, so he just did, most. did that because he's just like completely lazy or like why? Maybe he just wants to announce his entrance to the world. Like maybe that's his whole purpose of like, yo, I'm about to like whip my dick out. I want all these dudes in the bathroom to know like that I'm here to party. So wow, party okay. he was. So he already made a grand entrance. So like my doors, like my head's facing the door because like I'm watching as this unfolds. Then this guy steps through, immediately winks at me and then says something that I don't know what he said because it sounded as if he was speaking with a very thick Australian accent. It was like, the best I can recreate it is like, okay, and I was like, it sounded like Twin Peaks when they like do that like room and like the voice gets like all muffly and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, like I legit have no idea what the hell he said to me, nor did I like really ask a whole lot. But like, it was a very odd experience. And now I'm questioning, like, did I get winked at because he was gay, because he was Australian? Is this normal, like, behavior that he just, like, randomly winks at dude in the restroom? I was just very confused by the whole thing. Yeah, and I have no insight on this because I, I do not use men's restrooms. So I have literally nothing to add, but I'm kind of disturbed because... Yeah, I just feel like you shouldn't be winking at anyone in any bathroom under any circumstances. Like, I just feel like that's, there's never a scenario where that's like a normal thing to do. <laughs> yeah, like even if you're both gay. There's never a good time for that. I no, feel like. I, don't, I don't think it's like under good, like if you know. Unless like, you are literally at a gay club, I think would be like the only <laughs> time. Like if you are literally in the restroom at a gay club, I think maybe it would be acceptable. But I, I won't speak for that because I truly don't even know. Yeah, no, like, I don't know, to a certain degree, it's like, it's a bathroom. Like anytime someone tries to like sexualize bathroom, I'm like, no, that's not what they're for. I know. At all. Oh, like people who have crazy stories about like boning like in like public bathrooms and stuff, like unless mm -hmm. it's your own private bathroom, like in your home, ew, ew. Yeah. <laughs> 
like I'm fairly open to stuff like just bathrooms in general like no that's not like what they're for I'm sorry (laughs) yeah no I know I I draw like a hard line there like one time okay relating back to last week's episode so remember Boromir from last week's episode one time this was during the time when I was hooking up with him and the whole trajectory of things um one time he like led me into like a men's public bathroom and we're like making out and he like tried to like finger me in there and I was like I am not okay with this situation (laughs) I was like we are leaving (laughs) yeah it's too much I'm like no thank you it was like a weird weird like public bathroom like in the lobby of a dorm so like no one really used it anyway which is why he like pulled me in there in the first place but like dude you lived in this dorm we could just go upstairs like we don't need to do this (laughs) yeah so no (sighs) I draw a hard line at like bathrooms being sexy like yeah so that reminds me also of um in high school we had a teacher with like the worst bathroom etiquette. Oh my God. I know who you're talking about too, because like yeah. all the guys were like, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. And it was so awkward. He say so like people who don't know, I don't want to like name this dude. Um, but basically professor, what's his face would like enter the bathroom and he would also like loudly declare his parent presence. So like, and I think these bathrooms, they mostly like face like where your back's like to the door. So he would like loudly announce like, hey, Joe, how's it going? Oh, and like, <laughs> then like would either like slap you on the back or would like oddly like give you like a mini back rub. Like, oh no. <laughs> as you're there like peeing and you're oh. like, hey, how's it going? Oh gosh. And he I to be honest I think he tried to be like overly like bro but like here's the thing I don't think he was like actually like a predator I think he he truly was just like overly friendly and like blissfully unaware like yeah at least that's what I want to believe because like I didn't like I didn't get creepy vibes from him at all some teachers I did, but I did no. not from him. But I heard these stories from the guys. So like I think he truly was just like overly broy. Like he acted like the all the bathrooms were like a locker room. <laughs> he did. He really did. Yeah. And, like, I guess that's my rule is like even if you're like married to another person, like just don't like physically touch someone when they're peeing. Like that's just very awkward to me. Like, ugh. Yeah. Maybe like, I just got like ruined in high school. But yeah, that just like no, very much. No, like, I agree. Just like don't come in there like if I'm in the bathroom just like leave me alone like literally always like, <laughs> like please I don't want to share this time with you <laughs> no, this is my time oh my gosh the only so like girls are different I feel like because like of the whole joke about like girls like can't go to the bathroom alone or whatever which mm-hmm. first up I defend this because one I think it's a safety thing like and I think it comes from yeah. girls being perpetually like worried for their own safety and well-being which unfortunately is a thing in our society so I think that the whole like making fun of girls going to the bathroom together is like not really fair because a lot of times like it is so like if you go off alone by yourself somewhere like someone is with you um but it's funny because like 
a lot of times like you do go with other girls and like you'll be talking but like for girls like there's, there's no such thing as urinals so like it, the only option is everyone's in their own stall so there's like this level of comfort where like everyone's in their own stall and you can be talking between the stalls but like you're still like doing your own thing and like see that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that like girls talk in bathrooms all the time and stuff but it's like a totally different vibe you know yeah yeah I feel that also I feel like there's different rules for pooping because I feel like girls get into like standoffs where like if you're in the bathroom by yourself and like you're in the stall and you're gonna like have a nice poop and like someone else comes in and goes in another stall and they have like a quick pee like a lot of times like you'll just wait it out if you can sense that like they're gonna be done in a second and leave like you'll just wait and they know like I should linger on my phone for like 15 minutes like if someone's already like in the stall like chilling like and they'll leave like that I feel like that's like an unexplained rule but then like if two people go in at the same time and have to poop it's like a standoff to see like if someone's gonna go for it or if someone's gonna leave and come back later like it's a thing I swear um I, I hope I'm not crazy, but I think other girls feel the same way. I feel like this is a thing. So is there like a thing with guys, like if you are like, say there's like, I don't know, six stalls. And if like you're on like total opposite ends, does it matter at that point? Like is, is distance like a factor? Yeah, like is it just like if another girl enters the restroom in general or like if they're like right next to you, does that play a factor? So I think right next to you is worse. I will say that. Because I think there is also like kind of like the urinal rule applies to stalls as well. So like if you go in a women's restroom and there's like four stalls or something like and someone is in like the stall closest to the door, like you're going to go and take like the furthest stall at the end, or at least I do. I would never like if there's four stalls and like someone's in like one stall on one end, I wouldn't go into the stall next to them. Like, why would I do that? You know, like you're so you there's always the rule of like trying to space it out, I guess. Um, but if it's like a bigger bathroom, I don't know. I guess it's harder to say because I feel like if you're in a much bigger bathroom, then there's most likely going to be multiple people in it at like any given time. And then the rules are off. So it's really more of like a smaller bathroom scenario where there's, you know that like you're the only one in there and then like one other person very clearly comes in. Like if there's multiple people, it's like, it's a free for all all bets are off. <laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> like if you're in like a mall bathroom or something or like, you know, anything like that, it's like whatever, you know, because then there's like the the anonymity of like there's plenty right. of people in here. But it's also weird, I think, because like if it's with your coworkers who you know. So like the work bathroom vibe is like oh, that's true. where this is like the most relevant, I think, in terms of like the standoff scenarios and stuff. Are you aware of the like college football stadium, like urinal troughs? I've heard of those and they, uh, the thought horrifies me. Like, yeah, ugh. basically whenever they are like building college stadiums, like some psychopath was like, Hey, instead of urinals, let's just like put a giant trough for people to like piss in. Ugh. Yeah, it's truly the worst. I, I, I don't awful. know who Sounds this disgusting. person is. But yeah, like it's terrible. It's absolutely the worst thing. I'm like, I don't even know. And like the like um like Tulsa University had one. And I was like, Tulsa University doesn't even have like that big of a football stadium. Like, why the hell is this like necessary? But Ew. 
Yeah. Gosh, that's like that's like in ancient Rome when they would have just like the row of toilet seats and everyone would just like sit there next to each other and there was just like a big trough underneath. Like, ew. Have you seen, I can't remember where it is online, but there's like a toilets where like they put them like right across from each other where like if you'd be looking at the other Oh my person, gosh, like, yes, I've going. seen that. I'm like what psychopath designed this? This is terrible. I love it. <laughs> I know. What a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, bathrooms are horrifying, I think, on a lot of levels. So I guess that's my conclusion here. <laughs> yeah, I could, I have more I could tell, but I could do it another time. I don't want to like spend the whole episode on urinals, even though I really could. Like they, they do bother me. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people who would violate, you know, unspoken societal norms in that scenario. And that's upsetting to me. (laughs) Yeah, some people are just stupid. I don't get it. But anyway, um, let's see, what else did we have to on the schedule today? Well, the next topic is one that we are both extremely excited about. And... This came up when we were talking on the phone earlier this week. And I was like, so I rewatched this movie last night because I haven't seen it in a while. And I have so many thoughts. And we were about to start talking about it. And you were like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And we were like, going to start talking about it. And we're like, no, 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 save it all for the pod. So without further ado, the topic is the movie Top Gun. (laughs) And here's why. This movie is the most absurd movie quite possibly ever made on every level. There's so many things to analyze in this movie. Where do you want to start? (laughs) Dude, you can go anywhere. I'm going to go with like factual on the first part of this though, because like, so um, after like Vietnam, like there was a lot of like anti-Vietnam movies. You have like Apocalypse Now, like yes. that was like a whole lot of 70s, even then to 80s, you had like Platoon and stuff like that. So anytime you made a movie about like the mil- American military, it was like mostly like in a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. So yep. then you have like Top Gun, which like we'll say a lot about this movie However, like at least where the military is presented, it's like not in a negative light at all. So military, like the government actually like helped make Top Gun. And it was like one of the first movies I think that they did that for. And like, honestly, like military recruitment went up after Top Gun. So it was a very successful movie for them. Yeah. So it's very like, raw raw military it is like the most like pro military movie and it makes sense given it that it was the 80s and they were trying to like you know turn things around and make that positive and now I feel like that's kind of the norm in movies or at least was Mm -hmm. for like a lot of the 90s and 2000s there's a lot of like extremely pro military patriotic movies and I feel like Top Gun is kind of the first one that like kicked that off but then it became super common you know um and the military started like getting involved with Hollywood and helping with these movies and stuff and like giving them um, permission to, you know, do different things and represent the military in these movies if they represented them in a positive light. But it's, and now that doesn't, that seems normal because I feel like we've all been seeing those movies for so long, but yeah, Top Gun's kind of one of the first big ones that did that, I think. And I think at well, the you know, time, it's actually that's why now, it was so popular. 
now it's actually the reverse because <clears throat> now that they're like catering to like the Chinese market, like that's one of the big China roles is if you can make like the American military look bad, then like China likes it. Yeah. But that's been in like the past like 10 years or so. So it's funny. Yeah. It goes through these mm -hmm. phases where it's like the military's bad for like 20 years. And then like in movies, the military's good for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And now we're back on the bad mm -hmm. round, but it's just funny. Like what's going on, like, you know, geopolitically in the world as to like what types of movies get made and like what the sentiment is in them. Um, but yeah, so just from like a pure, like, storyline perspective i just want to touch on a few things in this movie before we get oh, yeah, into I just some of the to like, go, like factual before <laughs> we go into like our like feelings on this yeah let's go factual before yeah. we get into like the extremely bizarre like undertones of this movie <laughs> first up i just want to say that this movie is so ridiculous in plot because none of this would ever happen <laughs> oh my dad was like in the military and he like hates this movie because it's so stupid like he can't handle this movie if he it watches it it's hilarious happen. like no. none of it everything that tom cruise's character does in this movie would immediately get him kicked out of the military like yeah. everything he does he keeps doing stuff that's absurd and they're just like well you know, you showed some spirit up there and we like that. And they give him like a promotion. And you're like, dude, this guy's like deliberately disobeying orders and like almost killing people. <laughs> That's what I'm excited for the sequel that will get released one day is like, so he's just been creating, like committing war crimes for like 30 years. They're just like, ah, this guy. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the the part at the beginning where he like goes and takes a picture of like the Russian Mig or whatever. Yeah. That would have set off nuclear war. <laughs> and they're like, well, Russia like doesn't want to acknowledge that they were there. So like it's just all swept under the rug. But like then they're talking about how all of the you know, US like knows about him. Like he's on the front page of every newspaper or something. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in this movie where you're just like, none of this makes any sense. Like this all would have been World War III. What are you even talking about? <laughs> so there's that just like from a logistics point, it just makes absolutely no sense. Also the fact that they graduate and literally the same day they're like pulled into like a global crisis. Yeah. They're like, well, you graduated time to put it to the test. Like that wouldn't happen. There's other people out there who have experience that they'd be calling. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> no, and I feel like it all takes place in the same like seven mile radius. So like they graduate in the US and all of a sudden they're like, meeting Russian fighter planes. In the like Indian Ocean. They graduate. Yeah. So Miramar's in San Diego. So they graduate in San Diego yeah. and literally like jump to the next scene and they're in the Indian Ocean and it's supposed to be the same day. What? I know that like, yeah. So there's just so many gaping plot holes in this movie. Just like the whole plot makes absolutely zero sense. So there's that. Um, but I don't also, think they care. Just, like. like I don't think the people who made this like care at all. I feel like it's almost like partially intentional, like that they did this. I know they don't give a flying fuck that this movie makes no sense. That's the thing. It's that's the absurdity and just the sheer ballsiness of this movie that it got made. <laughs> like, it's so insane. There's also like, I have some minor nitpicks that I just want to touch on real quick that are still just like from a logistics standpoint. Um, 
the whole layout of San Diego in this movie is bullshit. It makes no sense based on where Miramar <laughs> is. That's another thing I have being like in San Diego now. I'm like, okay, that's not how Miramar looks. Like that's not where that is. Like that's not where the beach is in relation to that. Like there's a lot of issues just with the layout. Um, also the fact that the girl in the movie has like this gorgeous beachfront home. <laughs> I think that house costs millions of dollars. Are you kidding me? Like she's not getting that on her like military consultant salary. Come on, like grow up. <laughs> so there's some really ridiculous like plot points. I feel like she's imaginary. Like I I, I honestly believe she is that not she's real. Just, I don't think she's real. I, nope. I think I think partially they were like forced to include her and then like it took away from the overall homoeroticism of the movie. So they're just like, yeah, she's going to be imaginary because we can't handle her like getting in the way of these dudes fucking, so. But I mean, it's just so ridiculous that they added this woman in. They literally just needed a woman like to drive the plot basically because her character makes no sense like at all. Absolutely made up. It's just it's so funny and like they clearly were like well we've got to have some way to get get a woman in here so we're just gonna do this like it it makes no sense it's so funny I don't know like the first time I saw it like I think I was younger so the overall like homoeroticism of it didn't fully hit me and like years later when I watched it again I was like this is the gayest movie I've ever seen and I don't even mean it in like the 2000s way I just mean it as like it is so gay. No, like, this movie should on be, every level. <laughs> this movie should be considered like queer canon. Like it is truly yeah. the most homoerotic movie I've ever seen. Like it's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's just one of those things where you watch it and you're like, did did only gay men like write this script? Like it was right? this written by like any straight men? Because like if it were like (laughs) i just don't know understand how they're like yes this is how heterosexual males act with each other yes that's how that works like it just is so insane like one of the things that just killed me the entire movie is they get so close to each other when they talk and it freaks me out like they literally get like nose to nose when they talk to each other in this movie (laughs) And there's just so much like gazing into each other's eyes and like, you know, like stolen glances and like intense stares and like just the sheer amount of sweat in this movie. Everyone is so sweaty all the time. Like they've they've literally just gotten out of the shower in some scenes and they are drenched in sweat. Like it's not shower, like they're sweating. (laughs) And I'm sorry, like San Diego's warm, but it's not that hot here. It looks like they are like in the Amazon the the entire movie and that's ridiculous. It's so funny. They're always so sweaty and like don't even get me started on like the volleyball scene. Like the volleyball scene is just like the most ridiculous scene in maybe any movie ever made. It's so funny. First up, he's wearing jeans. Like he just rips off his shirt and he's wearing jeans (laughs) to play beach volleyball. Also fun fact, in another podcast I was listening to, they said that this was actually not even filmed like on a beach. Like they literally had to bring the sand and like fill it into this like volleyball court because they were randomly filming it just like at a park or something. Like they didn't even film it like at a beach in San Diego, which is hilarious because it's, it's just so bad but he's wearing jeans like 
they're all so sweaty. They're like oiled up, like they're all shirtless and they're all so aggressively into it is the other thing that gets me. Like they act like this is like life or death for this volleyball match. (laughs) And it's so beautiful. (laughs) Oh my God. Also, isn't the closing line of this movie like, you can ride my tail anytime. And then the other guy's like, and you can ride mine. Like that's like the closing line of the movie. So yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) And then, okay. The other scene in the movie that I think is just like the best thing ever is the right after the volleyball scene, he leaves the volleyball game early because he's going to be late to his date with the girl. So he leaves the volleyball game all sweaty. First up, he's all sweaty. He's wearing jeans and he puts on a fucking leather bomber jacket. <laughs> he's all sweaty and that's just my nightmare. Like, can you imagine how bad that jacket smells? <laughs> so he puts that on. He motorcycles over to her beachfront house where she has made like a lovely dinner for them and she's like waiting because he's late and then he shows up and he's like hey sorry i'm late i'm gonna take a shower this is their first date (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that part (laughs) mind if i take a shower and she's like yeah i do mind i'm hungry so they sit down to this meal still all sweaty they eat their meal or whatever they eat like a salad or some shit and then afterwards they're talking and he's like okay now i'm gonna go take that shower and he just goes and takes a shower in her house but then so you would think at that point like okay like he's getting ready for like the sexy times or whatever so then and that's clearly what she thinks too because she's like laying there like longingly on the patio waiting or whatever and then he comes out of the shower and he's like all right bye (laughs) and that is their whole first date and it kills me it's the most ridiculous date i've ever seen like who wrote this like i swear like some some fabulous gay guy wrote this and is like yes this is how the straight people act this is a normal date Mm -hmm. this is what would happen (laughs) it's just like who wrote this it's insane it's so funny Uh, i was like screaming watching it this time around because i was just yelling at andrew i was like who shows up to a first date with someone and says hey i'm gonna use your shower real quick (laughs) like i need to do homeless like Oh I need to do God. that to some girl. Be like, hey, I'm going to like use your shower. I hope that's cool. <laughs> right? On the first date. And then just like, all right, thanks for the dinner. Bye. Like she fed him dinner. Like she made the dinner and then he left. So he got a free dinner, a shower, and then left. The end. <laughs> oh, gosh. So yeah, so that happened. Um, and then there's the whole goose storyline which honestly is just overly sad and like they could have killed goose without bringing his wife and kid into it i think like they didn't have to add in the fact that goose has a family i feel like they could have killed goose off without introducing that and it would have been just as sad i feel like they didn't need to do that to us and also meg ryan is goose's wife like and she's like wee little baby meg ryan like before she got (laughs) into like rom-com queen meg ryan so that's like a fun thing to see but it just seems really unnecessary did you know why they killed him in the movie no 
Um, so I think I read this. Um, it actually wasn't in the screenplay, but when they were filming, one of the planes went down. And so to like use that, they like had to kill off one of the characters. So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's also like the whole way that he dies is pretty ridiculous. I, I still don't entirely understand it. It's like they ejected, but then he ejected into like the cockpit lid yeah. or whatever. It, it's very confusing and doesn't make a lot of sense. So I get why they just have to like throw that in. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just truly the most absurd movie like ever made. And so I, was, I love that it's like I was a classic. The writers to see. Oh yeah, it is. I was looking up the writers to see what other great films they did. And on their filmography, it's um, The Flintstones and Viva La, uh, Rock Vegas. And Okay, Anaconda. that's a great movie. Do not talk about that movie because it's fantastic. Which one? <laughs> the Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. It, it is, is so good, good. Are you kidding me? I love that movie. No, I was just looking to see like if there's other like very like homoerotic movies. And now I'm trying to think if Anaconda, even though it's a giant snake, if there's like very homoerotic stuff. I mean, it's a giant snake, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, wow. But yeah, God, Top Gun is like on another level. So yeah, and they're making another one, which is absolutely wild to me that like what, 30, 40 years later, they're making another one. Um, the thing is like you just can't do it like I don't know I just don't think they can do that again like it's just too weird to it's gonna be so weird it I feel like it's not gonna have much to do with the original one I feel like it's just gonna be a totally different movie and they're just gonna be using the name to like capitalize on it because it can't possibly be as crazy as it was and also isn't um like Miles Teller gonna be like yeah he is he's the main character or whatever he's gonna be like Maverick's Mm -hmm. son yeah so we'll see. But I guess like Tom Cruise is going to be in it. Val Kilmer's supposed to be in it. So like I think Val they Kilmer's got quite a bit of the original cast, I think, agreed to be in it. Val Kilmer looks rough. I actually looks, saw him in person. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I saw him at, yeah, I saw him at a Comic-Con in Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. Um, he's uh, he's like former Batman, so I go crazy over that ship. But yeah, no, he's, uh, I think he had like maybe like esophageal cancer. He or something did, like that yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Voice-wise, mm-hmm. he's a little bit iffy on that too and i don't think it helps that like he's probably like, the same age as tom cruise but like it doesn't help you to like be next to tom cruise because he's just a vampire so yeah like it's it's so true like um oh my gosh what's the movie interview with a vampire where he's a vampire i just am convinced that mm-hmm. movie is actually his just life story i think it's an autobiography <laughs> um well, what's, what's oh. weird is i saw a photo from like the um uh, what do you call it like awards for that movie or something like that or the first screening and mm-hmm. so it was like uh brad pitt antonio banderas tom cruise and then um who uh, kristen dunst yes and i was like wow like kristen dunst looks like the oldest now which is the weirdest part because she was like 12 when that movie was made i know it's very bizarre talk about another homoerotic movie like <laughs> have you seen that movie it is incredibly Not recently oh my gosh it I, is another one that's that got some serious undertones yeah it, it's a bizarre movie in general but i mean it's pretty interesting um but yeah like man top gun so wild also i actually love this because so kelly mcgillis the the girl in top gun um yeah 
she, <laughs> someone like asked her in an interview recently or something, they were like, oh, are you going to be in the new Top Gun movie? Like I heard like Tom Cruise is coming back and like Val Kilmer and all this stuff. And she was like, she was like, no, they didn't ask me. And they're like, oh, why not? And she's like, cause I got old and fat and look my age. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and she's like, no, really? Like, I'm fine with it. I don't want to be in that movie. <laughs> like, she, she's hilarious. She's very cool That's in awesome. real life. She, she was basically just like, no, like I actually look like my age. Like, I don't want to be next to like Tom Cruise in a movie. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, she, so I respect it. It's great. She's very funny. So yeah. That's cool. I'm glad that she's like, takes it in stride. It's good. I know. Yeah. I think she's very kind of like anti like Hollywood machine at this point. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, it's funny. I don't blame she's, her. She's cool. <laughs> so I, was there anything else we needed to cover on Top Gun? I feel like we covered the main points. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Just like, it's, it's, it's homoerotic. Cool. All right. It's, we're good. <laughs> it's gay as hell. And I say that in the most positive way ever, but oh man. Oh yeah. Gosh, so much sweat everywhere. Anyway, um, the next topic I wanted to go into goes in a wildly different direction, um, but it is also a movie related topic. So last night I watched um, The Invisible Man. Uh, on HBO Max with Elizabeth Moss um, as the lead. And I had like medium expectations for the movie. I was like, this sounds interesting. It could be okay. I actually ended up really loving it. It's really good. And I liked it because it it's like horror slash sci-fi slash psychological thriller, but it doesn't rely heavily on like the sci-fi side of it. So you think it's gonna be like a sci-fi movie because like The Invisible Man is like based on like the classic, um, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, like MGM monsters or whatever originally. So The Invisible yeah. Man is a book and then it's like kind of along the lines almost of like Frankenstein and like stuff like that. Um, but then they did that kind of this reboot of it with this movie which I was reading a little bit about it, it actually been in the works for like many, many years because they were going to do this whole series of like rebooted classic monster movies. And they did- Well, that was the- uh, The Mummy, Mummy remake. Yeah, so they did the yes. Mummy remake with Tom Cruise, <laughs> might I add. I think, I think Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Yeah, so Johnny Depp was slated to be the yeah. Invisible Man, but then when the Mummy reboot like bombed, they like scrapped all the other classic monster reboots. But then the- script got picked up again and kind of got reworked and then this movie finally came out and i really like the direction that they took it because kind of the whole sci-fi thing is like completely secondary like it's like really not much of like the main storyline like if that makes sense like it kind of merely drives the plot but it's more just kind of like a plot device like it's really not like the main thing like I'm not going to try to like give too much away if you haven't seen the movie, but most of this is covered like literally in the trailer for the movie. So I don't think I'm giving too much away. So basically this woman, Elizabeth Moss, like escapes this um, abusive boyfriend or whatever. And he is like an executive at this like 
super fancy optics company. It's kind of like really gave me like Tony Stark vibes, but like just like dark Tony Stark vibes. So he lives in this super mm-hmm. nice like beachfront mansion. And then he has like a secret lab underneath or whatever. And he's doing experiments on these like fancy like bodysuit things and stuff. Well, of course, one of those like can turn you invisible if you put on the suit or whatever. So she escapes his clutches and is like staying with friends and hiding out and then there's a news story that he has apparently committed suicide so he's gone so they're all like he's gone he can't hurt you anymore and she's like doesn't really believe it but because she's like a victim of trauma and then things start happening to her that lead her to believe that he is still alive and he's somehow messing with her and trying to get back at her and she starts telling people he's still alive he's doing these things he's kind of slowly but surely just like ruining her life through these different routes basically like isolating her from all of the people she talks to and um you know sabotaging like her job opportunities and it just keeps escalating um and no one believes her and she's saying no no it's real and then of course it turns out that like yes he's like in this invisibility suit and has been walking around like ruining her life and like eventually he's like attacks her like when he's invisible and all this stuff and it just keeps escalating from there but um it's such a good movie I think and it's actually really well done because like I said the whole invisibility suit thing is almost kind of like a secondary plot device because more or less all of the things that he does could be done without the invisibility suit like the invisibility invisibility suit adds like an extra layer to like the creepiness factor but a lot of the things he does are things that any abusive ex-partner could do like the isolating her from her family and like the sending emails like they're from her to like isolate her from like her sister and like taking her things and like ruining her job opportunities and all of these things are things that could happen in 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 real life, like without this invisibility suit. So I really liked the way they did it because it was basically just like gaslighting by someone abusive taken to the extreme and gaslighting to the point that no one believes her. She eventually gets like committed to like a psychiatric facility because of it. And it's just very interesting. And I really liked the approach. So I don't know what your thoughts are on all this, but I, I really enjoyed it. So I actually saw this at a drive-in like early in quarantine. So I missed a lot of the first part of it because it wasn't dark enough to see some like the horror stuff on it. So like, I don't Mm. feel like I'm probably like super apt to give it like a full review, but what I saw, I enjoyed. Um, Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it, especially like the gaslighting that you said. Um, The only thing that I necessarily like disagreed with, and this is like, if you've made it this far, I don't know why you're still listening, but like towards the end of it, I kind of disagreed with the ending just because like, I hope they're not like trying to do kind of what the whole monster universe does is like having her be the invisible like woman or something like that. Yeah. So when she took the suit at the end, I was a little worried. Cause I was like, Oh, like, is she now going to go on like a vendetta against like other people or like what's happening here? Cause yeah. she, I mean, spoiler alert, but like, obviously she gets her revenge at the end, which is good because this guy is never going to stop probably. And no one believes her. And if she can't get justice, like the normal way, like she just took it into her own hands, which like, good for you girl. But after all he did to her, but also I feel like they could maybe go in the direction of now almost kind of like turning her into a villain, which I don't know if I support that, but um, it, it was, definitely interesting and I 
I liked what they did with the ending, though, where it wasn't like a clear like when they caught him and it it turned out to be like the brother in the suit. She was like, no, it's not real. Like, and I liked the the showing that like they still didn't believe her, even though like yeah. all the stuff she was saying was true. They're like, no, no, it, it was the brother. Like, he's fine. Like, he didn't do any of this. And she's like, no, that's not true. That's exactly what he would do. And they're like, oh, you're crazy still. And it's like, she literally just proved that all this stuff she said was happening to her is true and you're still not going to believe her wow but I, I almost liked that because it was very like I don't know it showed like how much we don't believe women when things like this happen to people. Mm-hmm. so I, I liked that despite all of it they were still like no it's fine now and she's like no really it's not <laughs> but yeah it's just it's a good movie I would I would recommend it worth a watch I mean I would not recommend it um if you're at all sensitive to, um, you know, gaslighting or abuse or anything like that, I would say it would probably be very triggering. But um, if you are, you know, comfortable with those themes, definitely a really interesting movie. And I also like that Elizabeth Moss is like, in everything is always just like this woman who's been wronged and is like trying to get (laughs) revenge. Like, I feel like that's just her thing now. Like with Handmaid's Tale in this movie, I was like, this is just Elizabeth Moss now. And I love it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, And then I know this has been like a very movie centric episode once again, but we love movies and I love talking about like the the bigger themes that are in movies. Um, This next one is purely just silly, but I love it. All right. So the next topic is the new Borat movie, which is coming out and I'm so excited. I am too. And it came out when we, okay, the first Borat came out when we were in high school and uh, we could actually pretty much see it at that point. I can't remember what the year was, but oh my God, it was like quoted all the time, like time before memes, like everyone was like my wife and very nice. And like everyone had the Borat voice. It was like very cultural touchstone for us personally. Borat for millennials was a cultural reset. Like I'm just going to say it. It there was like before Borat and after Borat, I feel like in the scheme of like movies that are quotable and just went absolutely viral before like going viral was a thing. Like that was Borat. Like it was the original like memes before there were memes. Like it was just everything. Like I just, it's seared in my brain forever. Like I will always love that movie. And I can't even like explain why, but it just like hit us at like a really pivotal point in our lives. I feel like, like where there was just like primed for impact. (laughs) And it was like funny, but like also like held like the perfect mirror to like society at the time. And I don't know, it just like really was like perfect on like every level. That movie was great. So I think it's interesting because I don't even know. um, It seemed like he only started filming like the Borat stuff like whenever quarantine happened so I didn't feel like this movie was like very much like planned to like any degree they're just like oh quarantine's happening this is another time for Borat to get out there or something like that so I don't know it's it's interesting I'm curious what they do with it um I saw you didn't he did a series on Showtime called like who is America okay and for the most part that tv show is like very like hit or miss but like the times it like hits, it's like very, very deep, like made the news. Like he got like some, um, I, I can't remember what the guy's position was. He was in Georgia. I think he was like a mayor or something like that. 
but he goes through like is islamic training and like in the training like he says like you have to like pull your pants down and like because like islamic people like hate like gay stuff you gotta like threaten to have sex with them so like he's yes. threads to like have sex with like an arab dude and he like legit got removed from office because like the video is just so wild and then he did a thing where like they're gonna like sell guns to toddlers like but he did it like in Israel. So all these like people in the US were like, yes, toddler, buy this gun. Because oh I'm God. like, you know, because like politicians don't have any morality, like either end of the spectrum. It's just like, no, they don't care. So yeah, he gets all these people to admit all that stuff. So yeah, it's crazy. So when he does it, it's great. But there's a lot of stuff in there too that like just didn't really hit as hard. Um, he also got OJ Simpson on there to uh, talk about like, killing wives and stuff too so you know <laughs> insane yeah oh my gosh He's but crazy i'm excited to see what they do with this movie i hope it's good i i don't think it's ever gonna be like the original but i'm still excited it's it's gonna be great um and sasha baron cohen is just such an interesting person in general um did you watch that series he did on netflix like the serious one about the spy no, I heard it was good though. I yeah, I haven't watched either, but I've heard good things and I kind of want to watch it. But um I, I really like Sasha Baron Cohen. I feel like he's very smart. I feel like he is like so much smarter than I think people give him credit for or like would believe. I think he's very smart and like very talented because he's been able to like leverage all this crazy stuff into like this really good career and he actually just seems like a very interesting person in general. So um, he's also like very attractive in real life, which is also just like great, yeah. like, which is funny. Um, but yeah, it'll be exciting to see um, the new Borat movie. Well, yeah, he's like married to Isla Fisher, who's like, they're both gorgeous. So yeah, I mean, it's great. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> they're awesome. Um, but anyway. That was, I think, our last topic. Um, anything you want to add on? Any uh, any life updates? Uh, no, I'm still like just doing regular dating stuff. Um, it's funny. I was listening to like last week's up the show episode of the show, and it sounded good on our end. I don't know what the listeners thought, but I was like, oh, that sounds really good. What was weird is like while I, that was going on, I had like a little bit like a emotional crisis, which like feels like it happens with COVID, like nothing like specifically was triggering it. It was just like a bad week in general. So I don't know, it just, I feel like that's with everyone, like with things changing so much, sometimes just like hard to get your bearings. But I don't know, I feel like you and I, for the most part have had like a pretty good time with COVID overall. Like it's hard to have a great time, but overall we've bared it pretty good. But I don't know, I think with everyone, there's just weeks where it just doesn't go as well. Yeah, that, that's very true. I mean, I feel like we've both been very lucky that during COVID, like we've been able to like, you know, keep our jobs and like, you know, have been still working and obviously have places to live and have been healthy and haven't really been affected by COVID directly. But it's still just like, it's such a weird time for everyone. And I feel like even if it's not impacting you directly, it still just kind of builds up. And once in a while, it just kind of hits you. Like, I feel like I have like that, like, I'll have like a day or two, like every now and then, like every few weeks where I'm just like, fuck, like when is the world going to be back to normal? Like, it feels like this is never going to end. Like, when are we going to be able to like have gatherings again? Like I, mm -hmm. I do get down about just like certain things. It's like, well, shit, I miss the world like pre COVID. And I don't know when it's ever going to look like that again. And that part is like frustrating to think about because it's just like, well, 
even though like my life isn't like, ruined or anything, like things are fine. And I just have to wear like a mask in public. But I mean, there's certain things that it's just like, well, that's not going to be normal again for like, honestly, who knows? It could be like years. Like we, we don't know. So yeah. So it definitely, it, it definitely gets you. Um, I think, especially for people who tend towards mental health issues, which I think is both of us a little bit. Um, yeah. it, I, I think it, it's just that much harder. It's just like an extra layer of really having to be on top of like your mental health to like stay I in do. a good place during COVID. I am lucky in that I actually had a complete mental health breakdown a um, little bit pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a total mental health breakdown from like God, roughly like October, November of last year through like January, February of this year. And I was like, honestly, like in a pretty good place come March. And then that's when COVID happened. So (laughs) I was like, well, great. I really got my mental health in check just to like go into lockdown. But um, I mean, I think if I had not been in a good place, like when all this happened, it would have hit me a lot harder. So I'm glad I like I did the work to like get myself on track before all this happened because who knows what I would be like right now otherwise. Um, but it's still, it's, it's hard for everyone. And um, I, I do like, I worry about like kind of like the long-term mental health implications of the pandemic on like everyone, honestly. I mean, especially like kids, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids are resilient, but at the same time, like depending on what age you are going through this, I feel like this could have so many long-term mental health consequences for people. I mean, I feel like this could cause a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. I feel like this could push people who maybe tend towards like OCD and other types of things. I feel like this could, you know, push people into like an unhealthy range if you already have kind of some tendencies like that um which is totally understandable because it's like oh my gosh don't touch anything use hand sanitizer 24 7 like all kinds of stuff i feel like this is going to have such a a long-term impact on people beyond just like their physical health i think like mental health is going to be really big for like years to come now because of this so it'll be interesting to see kind of like how that develops and if rates of different mental health issues go up following, um, you know, the global pandemic. So we'll see, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a weird time. Because with me, like usually like depression for me would come something like internally where it's like something happened, like in the immediate personal life with me, but anymore, it's just like, I almost feel like externally. Cause it's just like every day you just like wake up to like bad news like nonstop, and that's like every day how it goes so after like six months of it it just like takes a toll yeah it's hard because it's kind of now like a, a double attack almost like you're fighting two battles because like for people who tend towards depression already like you're fighting an internal battle and it's all coming from you and like I don't know people kind of leverage the fact that well things aren't actually that bad this is just my depression right. talking but now you don't have that because you're like oh mm-hmm. no things are that bad like so then you kind of like almost have like a reason to like justify your depression which like right. doesn't help it's like the fact that no. like oh I'm depressed oh and I have a valid reason to be depressed oh and that's making it worse like so it just makes it that much harder to be in like a good place right now which is just it sucks yeah and then like I mean anxiety like wow let's look at like some major factors for anxiety in people's lives right now like where do I begin you know so the 
same thing with anxiety. Like the fact that you're like, oh, I'm anxious, but I have no real reason to be. Well, now it's like, oh, I'm anxious and I have every reason <laughs> to be, which is just wildly unhelpful, but um, it's true. But also, I mean, I think like putting things in perspective of like, if you feel anxious and depressed and anything else right now, like you're, that's normal. Like you're not you're not broken. Mm -hmm. You're not broken. You're not weird. Like it is absolutely normal to like feel all those things right now, I think. And I, I just want people to remember that because like, you know, like when you got depressed, um, like last week or whatever, I was like, look, like we're going through a global pandemic. Like, let me remind you, like things aren't normal right now. Like it is like, it is normal to be like depressed and like feel shitty about things right now. So just like keeping things in perspective, I think like does help on some level. Cause you're like, oh, I'm not like crazy or whatever you tell yourself, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, no, there really are valid reasons for you to be feeling this way right now. So just like to remember that like, okay, like that's okay. Like this is happening. I can feel this way and it's fine. Like yeah but it's it's not easy so yeah I feel like it's worse if you're like perfectly happy it's like yo what are you doing yeah like if you really are feeling like fantastic right now like I think you have no soul because how could you not feel bad about the the state of the world right now on like so many levels so that's almost more unsettling like if you're truly unbothered by everything that's happening like you probably are so much in a bubble that you truly like have no soul like I mean I think the you only found like so you found some like good drugs and you should just be sharing with people at that point yeah like, yeah selfish. right <laughs> let's let's spread that around a little bit <laughs> yeah but it's, man weird times it is but anyway, I guess that about wraps it up on, on that, you know, super positive note. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I mean, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and I feel like it's better when they're honest versus just like, yeah, things are great. So that's kind of what I thought about. It was like, Hey, just, this is where I'm at. I'm sure a lot of you can identify with it. So, you know, yeah, no, it's true. I, I appreciate when people are honest about things and, I think if more people were open about mental health, like even pre-pandemic, I just think everyone should be more open about mental health. Like when I was having my like serious issues back, like, you know, six months ago or so, like I tried to be like fairly open about it. I like posted on my social media about it and stuff just because I feel like by sharing it, you can normalize it. And I feel like I got a lot of messages from people saying like, I've felt this way too, or like I've dealt with this mm -hmm. in the past, like here's what helped me or like, thank you for sharing. Like I know that, you know, it's hard, but like, I think it does help people to see that like, you're not alone. And like, I feel like anxiety and depression are like two things. I can't speak for like other mental health disorders, but I think with a lot of them, but especially for the ones I've had, um, it's so isolating and you feel like you're so alone and no one understands how you feel. So the fact that like, if you put it out there, like I've dealt with this before, um, other people can be like, Hey, I've gone through this too. Or like, I'm going through this right now. And I feel like no one understands me. And I feel like it's just really nice to, I don't know, almost like commiserate with someone. Like, even if you don't feel like you're helping, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who you feel like gets it and know that there's other people out there. That's yeah, been I feel like, like once those words, yeah, once those words are out there, it almost loses, like anxiety, depression loses power. Cause I feel yeah. like if it's just being kept inside, it just like builds and builds. But like once it's released, like it just isn't as powerful overall. Yeah, 
It's true. And like talking about it just for my own benefit, like made me feel so much better. Just like sharing about like what was going on with me and stuff, because like, I was like not going to any like social gatherings or anything for like months because I was like having panic attacks and like, didn't like want to leave the house or like be in public and stuff. And like sharing that with people and like telling like, you know, even like our local friends here that we would have normally been seeing, just like telling them like, Hey, here's why you haven't seen me in two months. And like, here's why I had to like skip your party that like I did want to go to but I was like too scared that day like stuff like that like I feel like it it I feel much better being honest with people than just being like oh I wasn't feeling well or like oh sorry I just couldn't make it or whatever I feel like I mean not that people have to tell you what's going on in their lives but I feel like for me it almost makes me feel better to be like no I have this thing that's happening to me like it is very real and you know I'm dealing with it but I can't do this right now or whatever. So I just feel like it's being honest about it makes me personally feel like I have a better time dealing with it, if that makes sense. So you like inadvertently trained for COVID before it even happened. Yes, yes. I, I went through like personal boot camp basically to like get ready for COVID. <laughs> I was like not going, not going to like social gatherings. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh uh, gosh yeah now now it's sad because now I'm like I want to go hang out with people but right because <laughs> I was in like my own kind of like self-imposed exile prior to this so now I'm like oh man <laughs> missed like a yeah, year yeah March it was like yeah, yeah I'm ready then it was like and everything's I know was so I, was, cool. I was literally like I'm feeling really good like my meds are working like things are awesome <laughs> and I was like well shit <laughs> but yeah I mean we'll get there again I guess (laughs) oh yeah and I I think we're all like moderately dealing with it better um but yeah I think just be honest with people if you're able to um if you require it and can afford it like definitely check out therapy and if not just like if you have people who are you close to like I do with Sarah like if you're able to like properly like describe your feelings to someone I think it just helps in general so yeah anyone out there you're definitely not the only one going through this yeah it's like when I have panic attacks like if I literally text Joe and tell him I'm having a panic attack like it makes me feel better it's like the weirdest thing I don't know why it works but I literally tell him I'm having a panic attack and I tell him like how I'm feeling in that moment and almost like I don't know like telling someone like almost like takes away like its power a little bit but then it's also I can look back on it later and see like how I was feeling in that moment or like what my brain was thinking in that moment which is also interesting because I feel like for me with my anxiety Mm -hmm. when I have a panic attack it's almost like like I disassociate from like my body like I I can't explain like how I'm feeling or like what's going on so like trying to like explain it and looking back on it later like really helps me to like figure out like what I was thinking and how I can try to correct for that in the future, like next time it starts to happen. So again, I think just like being open about these things is so helpful on so many levels. But yeah, talk to someone, get therapy, get meds if you need to. They're super helpful. I was very, I was stupid for a while and really didn't want to get back on anxiety meds um and then finally my wonderful boyfriend Andrew was like I I think it's time to like look at some meds again like Mm -hmm. I I really think it's time like you know when I was having like panic attacks like every other day um and I kind of held out for a while but then I finally did get some meds that really helped I feel like 100% better so like you know if you're really not feeling right like if something is really off like explore some options, like get some help. Like it is out there. Um, don't just like sit around suffering, like thinking it's like, there's nothing you can do. Cause there's always things you can do. So yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. That's our little mental health PSA for today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. Anything else we need to cover? No, uh, we really hit mental health even more than I thought. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we got into uh... it. It's important though. (laughs) Yeah, it's really important. I try not to like beat people over the head with mental health like all the time, but I do think it's really, really important. So I'm glad we talked about it. (laughs) No, I am too. I just think it's good to be honest and yeah, yeah, encourage all our listeners out there to be honest too. But uh, yeah, I think that's everything I had. So I'm just going to leave with the peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings.